Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Dawn of X podcast. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be uh, basically weekly reviewing uh, House of X and Powers of X, and then eventually, once we get to it, like the X-Men and Marauders and uh, Excalibur, what else is there, Fallen Angels, X-Force, and forgetting one. Yeah, I can't remember the last one, but um, all of the all of the new Hickman X-Men books, I know that he's only writing X-Men and New Mutants out of the new ones, but um, uh, I'm, I, he's overseen all the rest of them, so I'm just going to be looking at all the new X-Men books. I'm really excited to get into these. I haven't been, I, I haven't done too many X-Men books before. I've read a couple, but this is my main introduction. I've seen most of the, like, movies and stuff, and, uh, really good audio drama, X-Men, the audio drama I've listened to, but, um, yeah, so, I just read this last night, um, so we're doing House of X first, I've decided to wait on it, um, to do House of X and Powers of X as, like, a double feature for the first episode, so, starts out, um, these, like, orange cocoon-looking things, and Xavier, who can now walk, and he has this, like, X helmet on him. Um, and these, uh, mutants, it looks like they come through the cocoons. Um, so I believe it's Scott and Jean that come out. So I don't know if this is the real Scott and Jean. I have a theory that, uh, Xavier is actually the main villain of this book. But, um... So it, it looks like Scott and Jean are coming out. Um, it's, I know it's definitely Scott. And then it looks like on the second page, maybe Bobby Drake is over there. Yeah, I, I can't tell. But it, I think it's it might be like copies of the X-Men. Maybe it's the actual X-Men. But Xavier's... I mean, he does the to me, my X-Men. Um, so this, we don't really know too much about... But then the next pages are the, um, the credits pages. Uh, I do really like the color scheme of this, just the plain white with the black and red text. It's really, really nice. And I also enjoy the logo. You can go back and look at the cover here. The cover, I love this cover. You have Krakoa in the background. They're walking through the portal in Krakoa. And it's Xavier, uh, the white Magneto suit I love. Looks really, really great. Then to the right of him, you have Wolverine in his yellow and brown suit. So, um, I prefer the classic yellow and blue, but the yellow and brown still looks cool. Then you have to the left of, uh, Xavier, you have Jean Grey in her classic, like, original 60s suit. So I don't know why she's in that, but then Cyclops, uh, is in a newer suit. So, I'm I'm curious why Jean is in her old suit. So, yeah. Um, then I also skipped over the quote at the beginning. It says, Humans of the planet Earth, while you slept, the world changed. Professor X. So, I don't know. Xavier's, Xavier's doing something here. Not entirely sure what. I know it's his, like, new, new vision for the mutants. They're all living on Krakoa, but I don't know. He, he seems kind of shady to me. So then we have, on page three, uh, well, page three of, like, the actual comic, not counting the text page. 
Um, there's five, it says five months ago, Krakoa, and you see Colossus's arm. Then four months ago, Westchester, you see Storm with, like, the same sort of flower that Colossus was picking. And you have three months ago, the blue area, the moon, and I can't tell who that is, but they're, like, silver, and they're planting the same plant. And then it's two months ago, Mars, and it's the, um... The girl from the Aston the Japanese girl from the Astonishing X Men run armor. Uh and she's planting it uh one of the flowers on Mars. And then on the next page is one month ago, the Savage Land and Beast is doing uh he's watching it sort of grow a little bit. Um and then three weeks ago, Washington DC, and I believe that's Kitty Pride, but I might be yeah, that's Kitty Pride with Lockheed. It's more of those flowers. And then two weeks ago, you see, can't tell who that is, but they're um they're looking at these uh, the same flowers that are planted in the ground. So obviously these flowers have something to do with I would assume Xavier's plan. Um, and then there's the Jerusalem habitat. So I think they're just planting like maybe like the Krakoa habitats everywhere, but I'm I'm not entirely sure. So you go to the next page and you see it says now. Um, so there's this black, uh, black like car that pulls up to this building with trees all over it. And um, I haven't said I haven't said anything about this so far, but the art on this just looks amazing. I really, really, really love the artist on this. It's Pepe Pepe Larraz, and. Um, it looks looks so good. He's came out of the Young Guns, um, the Young Guns like program that Marvel has been doing, and he's very very good at uh, the like I like all of his like herbal like the trees and everything. It looks really good how they look twisted, but they're still recognizable as twe- uh, trees. Um. So then you just have these ambassadors talking about how they they need to meet Xavier, and there's these miracle drugs. So one of them extends the human life five years, another prevents disease of the mind, and the third uh, is the most adaptive antibiotic the world has ever seen. And Xavier is basically using these to bribe, um, like to bribe these countries, I guess, to recognize Krakoa as a sovereign nation. Um, again, it's just it doesn't seem like something Xavier would do. It seems like something Magneto would do. Uh, I just thought that maybe they just had a weird thought in my head that maybe they could be body swapped, but um, that would be kind of odd. Uh, so then, anyways, um. See these two girls, they look like they're twins. Um, and I'm not entirely sure who they are. It says that they're Esme and Sophie, um, but they say that that's just their human names. So that kind of implies that they aren't mutants, I guess. I mean, they could be mutants, just brought under this new thing. But usually they just, yeah, like it's got, it's got, uh, like. Cyclops has got Summers. He didn't take, like, a human name. That was just his name. So I wonder if the mutants, like, mutants have their own, like... Because we know that they have their own language, as we learn later in this book. So I wonder if, like, in that language they have their own names. Like, these could be young... Because they look, like, younger. 
Newtons, these two girls. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder if they have, they're like, they grew up under Xavier's new Krakoa rule. But anyways, they lead them to the ambassador, which everybody thought was going to be Xavier. It's not. It's Magneto. Um, he talks, yeah, I don't know. He seems more, I mean, he's definitely good now, and I know that's been a thing for a while, but the ambassadors are still skeptical of him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He just, it it's almost seems like him and Xavier have swapped a little bit. I don't know if I'm just overreacting to Xavier, but he just doesn't seem right, I guess, to me. Um, but then we cut to the flowers of Krakoa. So these are the the different drugs that they were um, talking about. So there's human drug L and uh, I and M, and all of them are taken through pills. And um, so L is the one that extends human life for five years. I is the antibiotic that's super adaptive. And then M uh, is cures diseases of the mind. Now, for and then there's a, on the other page, it says for mutants. So, um, it says gateways, and the flower grows the gateways, a path from where one is planted to its twin gateway in Krakoa. So, I guess when they take the drug, they can just walk through, like a portal will appear, and then they walk through into Krakoa, because these portals are everywhere we've seen. And then there's Habitat. And all of the mutant ones are done by flowers, because there's gateways, habitat, and no place. So the habitat, um, says this flower produces, like, a habitat, so like a self-sustaining environment biome, um, that is interconnected to the consciousness of Krakoa. And then the last one is no place. So now all the rest of them have been labeled in red. No place is the only one labeled in black. And maybe because it's the only non-naturally occurring one. So, but it's a flower that produces a habitat that exists outside the collective consciousness of Krakoa. So, like, Krakoa doesn't know it exists. It's a Krakoan tumor. So, that's that's interesting. These drugs definitely will have a... It, they're definitely going to have a part to play in the future. I'm just not quite sure what that will be at this point. But now we have the uh, Grey Milken Habitat in Westchester, New York. So this is the um, the old like Xavier School. So Jean in her uh, 60s outfit. So she's talking to this little boy that pretty much looks like Beast Boy from the Teen Titans. But um, they she's leading him and then a bunch of other what seems to be students through the portal intricate code so i mean there's not much here i like i'm really liking the idea of these portals it's pretty it's pretty cool and i mean interesting how they'll i'm interested to see how they explore that the banshee's there um he's coming through with them but and gene gray explains that only mutants can go through and humans can only go through if a mutant is with them, and Krakoa lets them. So it's it's tough to get in if you aren't a mutant. Um, so now, yeah, we see... Uh, uh, every, everybody's coming in, and Jean 
talks about how, uh, like, the, the, they're gonna set up, like, their school here, the kids are gonna live by this, um, by, like, the waterfront, but then she tells them, like, if they find someplace else, then just let her know, um, but yeah, there's Krakoa art on the top of this page, I'm not entirely sure what page, Let's see, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, if you don't count the text boxes, 13 if you do. Um, the top of it, though, it just, it looks beautiful, like, I want to go, like, take a vacation on Krakoa. But, um, anyways, Lil Beast Boy Kid, X-Men Kid, <laughs> says that he finds Xavier... Um, like, he finds Xavier in, over there with a hairy guy, which is, uh, Logan. And so, Logan's playing with the kids, and Xavier, uh, like, mentally communicates with Gene. So, Xavier says, welcome home, Gene. And Gene goes, you're safe here. We all are. So, I don't know, I'm wondering if maybe why Gene is in the old costume is possibly because she's a duplicate of normal Gene that Xavier is just using, and that's what we saw from the beginning. But I don't know, it could just be normal Gene. Um, so then it has a map of uh, Krakoa, which is on the Pacific, kind of, uh, so, like, northeast of Australia and Papua New Guinea. Um, but the different places on there are the House of X, the House of M, the Arbor Magna, the Arena, the Academos Habitat, Transit, the Oracle, the Grove, the Cradle, the Reservoir, the Wild Hunt, and the Carousel. So, I mean, there's no much here. I'm interested to see what the Arena is, but we haven't seen that yet. Um, we know what the House of X and M are. House of M is Magneto's, like, sort of part of the island, and the X is Xavier's. Uh, but other than that, we really don't know too much. I'm interested, yeah, with the Oracle and the Arena. Uh, see what those are. So then we move on, and we change out to, um, this big space station. And they're sending, uh, they're sending these people in to this, like, big, like, chamber, I guess. Um, they're on these big, like, red, they sort of look like they aim suits almost, uh, which kind of makes sense since aim is part of this group, as we'll see in a minute, but they see that the air is fine, um, and so there's, uh, Karima, um, this, uh, seems to be, like, I think she's kind of like the intern of the group, um, but then anyways, they're just looking at, uh, they're, they're looking at this whole area. Um, and one thing that they're walking through, there seems to be a ton of plants. So they're, like, we've had, like, a theme of, like, plants since the beginning of the book. So, like, those plants mean something. I'm kind of thinking that they're the drug plants. That would make the most sense. But not entirely sure. Um... So then we see that the space station that they're on is made out of, uh, like, the main thing is a sentinel head, and that's what they went into. 
So, they were on the space station, they go into the sentinel head. So, and then it zooms out, it's a gigantic sentinel head. Um, and they have all these, like, uh, like, like, panels, I guess, that they seem to be building around the sentinel head. So, these, this group could also be the villains in making new sentinels? Not sure. Um... But then, uh, moving on, it talks about the Orcus Protocol, um, on the next box. So, yeah, so it's Karima Shapander, so she's the machine license, and then the person she was with is Alia McGregor, and she's from AIM, and she's the science command. Then there's the military command, which is Colonel Walker Kin, who's with S.H.I.E.L.D. The head of engineering is Zaha Gary, Gary? Um, who's with Alpha Flight, and the director is Killian, Killian Devo, who's from Strike. So, it's a, it, they recruit from, um, AIM, Shield, Strike, Sword, Alpha Flight, Hammer, Armor, and Hydra. And it's pretty much that, um, they seem to be like, like an intergalactic protector none i don't know intergalactic but they're definitely watching over the mutants because it has their mission uh like their watch log i guess so it says two years ago observation begins one year ago like the population increases six months ago yeah there's a financial alert because um xavier started like his own island um and he purchased the seventh largest pharmaceutical company in the world uh, for the three drugs, and then two months ago, there was a territorial, uh, alert with the mutant nation of Krakoa being established, so, and then it said, ob observation ends, Orcus Protocol enacted, so the Orcus Protocol is what we were seeing with the Sentinel, so the, so this Orcus group basically seemed to have been watching over the mutants for the past two years, and then seeing with what Xavier's been doing, they enacted the protocol, which seems to be building giant sentinels. Um, and then, uh, one last thing on here, it says the Orcus makeup is 31% aim, 24% shield, 16% strike, 8% sword, 7% alpha flight, 5% hammer, 5% armor, and 4% hydra. So, uh, plenty of diversity among all of the major, like, Groups, uh, like, yeah, protecting groups, government groups within there. Um, so I, I wonder how that, that team was able to work together. But anyways, moving on, we have the, uh, classic Brotherhood of Mutants from the original X-Men film. And they're in the damage control facility, um, in one of the, the storage facilities. So it's Mystique, Sabretooth, and Toad. So, Mystique and Sabretooth are, uh, stealing something while Toad is getting this data. Well, Mystique and Sabretooth are fending off these guys while Toad is getting this data, um, into the, uh, like, into his computer, like a data chip, basically. So, they, uh, Toad gets the data and they bust their way out. Um, so then as soon as they land, uh, see Human Torch and the thing come. Um, so Sabretooth tells Mystique and Toad to run with the data that they got, and, um, then Sabretooth gets knocked, uh, knocked back, 
Um, and yeah, Mystique and Toad take off. So, I it's nice to see the thing in Human Torch in here. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, I, I love when we get cameos of other characters in uh, books, so... And it, and it makes sense, even though we're supposed to be rooting for the mutants here. Um, I mean, obviously, they're criminals. Uh, I mean, they just stole something, whether it be for a good cause or not. Uh, and it makes sense that the FF would show up. So, um, and, that, and that's also a nice thing about... It's what I love about the X-Men um, books and movies and everything. Is sometimes you don't know who to root for really like obviously you're going to be rooting for the mutants but then um like what happens when somebody like the fantastic four show up who do you root for so it's just uh it, it's it's a it's a com it's a complex thing that i really love that the x-men books can do um so then we get another uh, one of xavier's file text boxes thing so it's about damage control so it's the list of secure the items level five um and these are it says it's they're owned by tony stark and reed richards so mr fantastic and iron man so the items are souls anvil souls hammer uh the bridge iron man mark five iron man mark six iron man mark seven iron man mark eight rescue mark one rescue mark two Antiproton sling, antiproton sling, in the multiversal beacon. Now, Soul's hammer is highlighted, so I'm assuming that would mean that, um, that that's what was stolen, or it will be important in the future. Not sure though. So then, um, going on, we come back to the uh, the Krakoan tour. So the two girls and Magneto are leading them around. And it just looks, the this R looks beautiful, and I want to live more in this world uh, of Krakoa. Um, so you have, like, these bridges, um, like these stone bridges, and then there's a whole ton of minerals underneath. And you see just a ton of mutants walking around in the back, and they're going through all these portals into different places of Krakoa. Um, and then we also are introduced to the uh, their own language. Um, which are the same symbols that we saw earlier representing the different drugs. So, um, yeah, so then uh, they go into multiple different parts of Krakoa, but they don't actually go onto the island. Um, so they're showing them the, like, I guess the strength of what, like, they're of what their portals can do is they can, I mean, these government leaders, they can move militaries basically across, like, the world in about a second. So, I mean, I'm sure that would be enticing, but, uh, yeah, and Magneto explains that only mutants can go into Krakoa, and they aren't too happy about that. Um, but then we cut back to, um, Mystique, uh, Sabretooth and Toad, um, so they're trying to take off, but Sabretooth is still trying to fight off Thing and, um, Torch, and, uh, Mystique and Toad are able to jump through one of the portals, 
but Sabretooth um, gets stuck and isn't able to go through. Um, and we see that the Fantastic Four, the rest of the team have came in, and why he gets why he can't jump through to the portal is because uh, the Invisible Woman, Sue Storm, has put a box around him. So now, um, uh, after uh, they just kind of they they wait there for a minute, and then Cyclops comes through the portal, and um, I mean they're they're happy to see them. I mean they're they're friends, uh, Scott and um, BFF, but uh, Scott mentions that thing got married, which um happened in the Fantastic Four wedding special a couple months ago, which is very very good if you haven't read it, um, and then uh. Cyclops wants, he's like, I, I can take uh, Sabretooth off your hands, but Reed kind of catches on, and it's just like, we just caught him, why would you, we do something like that, Cyclops uh, goes, it, uh, you know what amnesty means, so, basically, Cyclops is like, he's my responsibility, I can take him, but, um, Reed, Reed isn't taking any of it, so then Cyclops just kind of backs off, and, um, Sabretooth isn't, isn't happy about that at all, uh, but then Scott, um, tells Sue to, uh, say hello to their son for him, um, Franklin Richards, I blanked on his name for a minute there, but he is an Omega-level mutant with the ability to create universes, um, so Cyclops said that he always will have a home in Krakoa when he's ready, um, so, yeah, so then we get a look at the Omega-level units. So, it's Jamie, Bra Jamie Bradrock, Monarch, who has reality manipulation, Quantum. Then Robert Drake, Iceman, who has temper manipulation, Negative. And then also has their uh, alliance, so Iceman is with Krakoa, but Jamie uh, Braddock is not. Um, he has no affiliation. Then we have Joshua Foley, Elixir, who is biokinesis, who's with uh, Krakoa. Then Jean Grey, Marvel Girl, who has telepathy, with Krakoa. David Holler, Legion, who has power manifestation. It's unknown. I have not watched the Legion show, in case you're wondering, but I've heard it's very, very good. Um, I do hope that he shows up in here, but he's listed as unknown for Alliance, so might not see him too soon. Then there's Eric Linzer, Magneto with Magnetism, uh, Kevin McTaggart, uh, Proteus, who has Reality Manipulation. I believe that's Moira McTaggart's uh, son, um, which we see Moira McTaggart in Powers of X, which I'll uh, be reviewing next. Um, then there's uh, Absalon Mercator, Mr. M., with, with matter manipulation, he is unknown, which I haven't heard of him before, so be curious to see him. Then there's Aurora Monroe, of course, Storm, with weather manipulation, she's at Krakoa. Then there's Bennett Duparis, again, somebody I don't know, um, who's uh, goes by the name of Exodus, and has telekinesis, and they have no allegiance. And then there's Quentin Quire, uh, Kid Omega, um, who has telepathy in Krakoa, which I loved in the West Coast Avengers run. 
devastated when that was cancelled. It's such a great book. I definitely suggest picking it up. It's only ten issues um, before it got cancelled, but it I, I they they finished out their storyline pretty well um after it got canceled uh like they 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 were they had the heads up that they were going to get canceled so they were able to finish up their storyline um which is nice i hate when things get canceled and then you can't see how it ended so then highlighted in red next is franklin richards who they gave the name powerhouse which i haven't heard before but he has reality manipulation universal and his alliance is human um so, yeah, he's highlighted in red. Um, there's Gabriel Summers, who's Vulcan, who I believe is Scott and Jean's other daughter. Uh, and she has energy manipulation in the song Krakoa. And there's Hope Summers, goes just by Hope. And she has power manipulation, and she is on Krakoa. So they um, specified what an Omega-level mutant is. So I'm going to read out of the book here. An Omega level is a classification of a single mutant power. While it is quite common that mutants manifest multiple powers, only one is normally of Omega level. So, um, and then also, so what exactly is an Omega level mutant? Um, is that, like, they can't be passed. Like, they have the maximum amount of power within their, like... Like, within their, um, I guess their power set. They, like, they have the maximum amount of power you could have in the power set. So, like, um, Jean Grey, she has the maximum amount of power as a tel- as, um, a telepath. Or, like, uh, uh, Iceman, he has the maximum amount of power for temperature manipulation. So... That's that's basically what it is. It's nice to get a clarification because the term Omega Level Mutant had kind of just been tossed around before, but um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that Takeman was able to clarify that for us. Um, so then we come back to the Krakoan habitat, where basically uh, the 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 two young mutants, El El, what was it? Alicia, I believe was her name. Let's see here. It was still looking. Still okay. It was S Esme and Sophie. That's right. So they, after the tour, um, start looking through all of the people's, uh, all of the ambassadors' mind. They aren't too happy about that. I wouldn't be either. And, um, she finds, uh, one who has a gun, and in the brilliant piece of artwork, this looks really, really good, Magneto pulls the gun out and literally separates the gun into all of the, all of the, like, pieces of the gun. He literally takes about the, takes apart the gun, um, with his magnetic powers and just has the gun floating in the air in all of its different pieces. Which looks really, really, really good. I'm very, very impressed with that artwork. It looks phenomenal. It's probably my favorite panel of the uh, book. And the guy says, I wasn't going to use it for my protection. And Magneto says, of course. That's always how it starts. Which I think is a really nice line. Um, And Magneto is basically just like... um, Like... 
if you don't want Xavier's offer, you should get out. And then he goes and picks a pink flower, which I believe the flowers before were purple, but it's probably another one of those drugs. It's We've had a recurring theme of flowers with the drugs. They said that the drugs come from the flowers. It just makes a lot of sense. So, um, uh, then uh, we have the last um, page of the book. It says, uh, so you summoned us uh, here to Jerusalem to what? Threaten us? And Magneto says, no, not to threaten you. We just know that you like your symbolism uh, and your religion almost as much as that. Uh, you have new gods now. So Magneto basically proclaiming himself and the mutants gods. So I don't know. Like, we didn't see Xavier too much in this one. But um, having read Powers of X as well, I know both Magneto and Xavier don't seem great. I mean, Magneto's pretty normal, I guess, for his villainous self. But power in Powers of X, Xavier just doesn't seem right, I guess. But I don't know that that's it. We have the final quote, and it's I have a new word for the for the lexicon of man, Krakoa, and in the future when you speak it, make sure you do so softly and with proper deference, for we are for we will be listening. This may quote from Magneto, again basically continuing off of the mutants are the new gods, um, and then there's just a little. Uh, reading order in the back, and uh, what's interesting is House of X two, House of X five, and Powers of X six are all highlighted in red. Um, so I, I would assume those would be uh, major, major like plot twists, and uh, they hinted that one of them would be the most important panel in X Men history. Um, so I'll be excited to. Uh, uh, talk to you guys about that one, but that is, yeah, that's it for, that's it for the day, so that is House of X number one, um, by, uh, Hick, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz, uh, doing the writing and the art, uh, Marte Garcia doing the colors, V.C. Clayton Cowles lettering as, uh, normal, and then Tom Mueller doing the design, and then Pepe Larraz and Mara de Garcia did the cover, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be doing, uh, Powers of X here pretty soon, decided to split it into, like, a two-part show, um, but then after these two, uh, we will be going, uh, weekly, and then I'll just try and get to you guys, um, every week. Uh, I might be a little late on some of them because from the 13th to the, no, the 15th to the 23rd, I'm going to be on vacation, but, um, uh, other than that, the, the, I should be able to come to you guys every, uh, week. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find me at, also at the Journey Through Super Films podcast, where I do that with, um, my good friend Atticus, and we basically are just reading through, uh, not reading through, <laughs> we'll be watching through every single superhero movie to, uh, to date, um, we'll be doing, we're just, uh, starting out, we're gonna be hitting the 60s here, 
Um, so our next episode is going to be the 1966 Batman film, uh, based off of the comic. Uh, not based off of the comic, based off of the TV show. I don't know what I'm saying here, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys next week. That's it for today. Bye.